Hello, everybody. Welcome to RPG Cast. It is episode 37. We are awake and vibrant and cheery today for you. Uh, and we are going to give you a wonderful podcast. And it's going to be a long podcast. And you're gonna be your ears will be bleeding. You'll be ripping it out, throwing it in the lake. And But, you know, with that wonderful introduction aside, why don't I get into the show? And the first thing I should do is introduce everybody because that's what I do every week. But talking about it verbosely really makes it that much better, right? So, first we have not Michael Tidwell. He's not here this week. He's at the D&D 4th Edition um, gaming event, or release event, or whatever they're calling it. So he's going to be playing shoot the lightning bolts at the magic missile all day. And so instead, I bring to you two people who aren't usually on the podcast. First of all, Ed Walker, one of our behind-the-scenes guys at RP Gamer. Say hi, Ed. Oh, crap. Yes, that's you. Hello. <laughs> yes. You're going to talk... Or else, and you're gonna like it. It is yeah. Like, so this is after I've already gotten like Michael on the phone, going, "Why aren't you here?" And because yeah, you never reminded me. Apparently, Michael invited Ed to the event, but he's chosen the wise choice, in my opinion, to stay with the the RPG cast. Uh, we also have uh, another person, not off and on, but well loved and adored by the fans, Adrian Denoden, aka Omega Byte, reviewer head person extraordinaire. Okay, I gotta correct you here because okay. every single podcast you get it wrong. It's Den Auden. Den Auden. Well, Den why didn't you ever correct me? Because <laughs> I didn't feel like it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think this is like a this is like an intellectual property lawsuit. If you don't defend it, then your name officially changes. If you don't defend your uh, your stuff, it, it obviously shows that you don't care. I don't think a name falls under intellectual property laws. It should. It's intellectual. It's your property. Oh. It's a name. Adrian Den Auden Thank has you. outed the controversy reg- regarding his name <laughs> or something and made a fool of me in front of millions or, or five. I don't know whatever our download numbers are up to this week. And finally, we have two others. So it's not so finally. First, we have Anna Marie Neufeld, reviewer. Good morning. And Sean Cooper, the lengthy and elaborate one. Please take it away, Sean. Beautiful <laughs> bridge of the Silvery Tay. Alas, I am very sorry to say that 90 lives have been taken away on the last Sabbath day of 1879, which will be remembered for a very long time. It was about 7 o'clock at night, and the wind, it blew with all its might, and the rain came pouring down, and the dark cloud seemed to... <laughs> And the demon of the air seemed to say, I'll blow down the Bridge of Tay. When the train left Edinburgh, the passengers' hearts were light and felt no sorrow. But Boreas blew a terrific gale, which made their hearts for to quail. And many of the passengers with fear did say, I hope God will send us safe across the Bridge of Tay. But when the train came near to Warmit Bay, Boreas he did loud and angry bray and shook the central girders of the Bridge of Tay on the last Sabbath day of 1879, which will be remembered for a very long time. So the train sped on with all its might, and Bonnie Dundee soon hove in sight, and the passengers' hearts felt light, thinking they would enjoy themselves on the new year. With their friends at home they loved most dear, and wished them all a happy new year. So the train moved slowly along the Bridge of Tay until it was about midway, then the central girders with a crash gave way, 
and down went the train and passengers into the Tay. The storm fiend did loudly bray because 90 lives had been taken away on the last Sabbath day of 1879, which will be remembered for a very long time. As soon as the catastrophe came to be known, the alarm from mouth to mouth was blown, and the cry rang out all over the town. Good heavens, the Tay Bridge is blown down, and a passenger train from Edinburgh, which filled all the people's hearts with sorrow, and made them for to turn pale, because none of the passengers were saved to tell the tale how the disaster happened on the last Sabbath day of 1879, which will be remembered for a very long time. It must have been an awful sight to witness in the dusky moonlight, while the storm fiend did laugh and angry did bray along the railway bridge of the Silvery Tay. Oh, ill-fated bridge of the Silvery Tay. I must now conclude my lay by telling the word fearlessly and without the least dismay that your central girders would not have given way, at least many sensible men do say, had they been supported on each side with buttresses, at least many sensible men confesses. For the stronger we our houses do build, the less chance we have of being killed. That's, so what was that, like, from the book of Engineer, chapter 14, it's an engineering sonnet? It is the Tay Bridge Disaster by William McGonagall. McGonagall. Isn't that a character from Harry Potter? uh, There's a Professor McGonagall. William McGonagall is quite possibly the worst poet who ever lived. (laughs) And yet, I'm pretty sure I've heard worse poetry, but this seemed like an excuse to criticize bridge builders in a poem. It it, it really was, actually. (laughs) (laughs) All these lines you could say, you should have used buttresses. (laughs) Yes. It's like when he gets to his point, it all falls apart. (laughs) oh my well thank you for sharing that with us and you're off the podcast forever but um (laughs) goodbye (laughs) no man no no i don't have enough people this week i need you on why don't we get into some actual rpg related news though i I expected cheers of relief but i got none all right (laughs) thank you (laughs) that that wasn't a trailer for the latest bridge building rpg oh yeah William Tay McGonagall's Bridge Building 08. It's coming out. Sid Meier. Sid Meier. Sid Meier and William McGonagall together produce The Tay Bridge. Yes. A Harvest Moon fantasy game, no doubt. A Harvest <laughs> What? <laughs> it's, it's, it's a dating and bridge building. So. It's a Sabbath Moon fantasy game, apparently. All right. Why don't we go into real news? Debut trailer for Sonic Chronicles is out. And you can check this out at probably not. Do we have this up on our site? If not, you'll have to go searching. Um, I should know, shouldn't I? I work here. It uh, doesn't look like we have it up here. But you need to go to the to the internets, um, other sites, and look for the trailer for Sonic Chronicles because it is good and it is cool. And you will see the first footage of the game that's being released in video form that I'm aware of. And you can determine for yourself whether or not it looks like a classic Bioware experience. Or a kind of kitty game, but still made by Bauer, so I'll keep buying it. I'm falling into the latter camp. What do you guys think? I don't think it's going to be a classic Bioware experience. It looks anything but a classic Bioware experience, but it still looks awesome. Oh. But that's kind of the point, isn't it? It's completely different from anything else Bioware has done. Reading our description of it. It's it's not our description. It's Pigna. That, that is that is from um, the the mushroom site. Oh, one up. Yeah, I've never heard of them. Yeah. At any rate, 
This says grave music, suitably gravelly voice narrator, dire warnings of a new threat from the forces of darkness, all matched with colorfully exuberant artwork. Colorfully exuberant artwork that nods according to the music. <laughs> it's dark. I just get bo- the idea of bobblehead. Yeah, it's like if you suddenly had you know the the guy who does the movie voices, you know. And then they show you a clip of Sonic 2. It's fun because, like, the, the trailer guy's voice is great, and the actual video work in that trailer is awesome. The way they do it, like, in the panels, and there's moving images as you're scanning through the panels of kind of a magazine page there. It's it's fantastic. It's just the content is very um, dumbed down, like the actual the actual actually copy he's reading. colorfully exuberant artwork? Yes. Sure. I'd agree with that. So just on technical merits, it's a great trailer. Um, I'm hoping the game lives up to... To my expectations, but I don't. Bioware is making it. They're not idiots. Yeah, I know, but they're aiming it towards, you know, kids. Well, kids are not idiots. I got into gaming when I was a kid. I obviously was thinking something, right? So, no. All right. Well, go anyway. Go check out the video. Definitely worth checking out, and it looks uh, very interesting. And I think we'll like the game anyway. I don't think they can go wrong with us there, unless. uh, Unless it's like one of the later Sonic adventures or something, but yeah, you guys don't. You guys haven't played many of the newer Sonic games, have you? Uh, the last ones I played were for the DS, I think. Yeah. No, those are good, though. No. Yeah, they are really good. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess none of us have that feeling of dread here. I played here. the Olympics. Yeah. Sonic and Mario. Did Did you yeah. like that? Did you like that? Yes, I did. Oh, all right. Um, we played it. Last New Year's Eve, when three quarters of the players were drunk. Oh, you played it once. Have... Well, we played for like six hours straight. Ah. All right. <laughs> it was good. How many people threw up? I can um, see all these like, really drunk people like jumping around the room. <laughs> well, you generally don't jump. Um, you do a lot of actions, but jumping generally isn't one of them. So. Well, hurdle um, race. By knowledge, I would hope nobody were... threw up, but we did accidentally knock over a lamp. Well, that's just because it's a Wii game, right? Pretty much. Yeah, flailing wildly, especially when drunk. All right. Well, let's move on. Um, here's another game that's coming out from Atlas. Unfortunately, we don't know that it's coming out here, do we? Um, I believe that was the point of the story. Oh. Which game? Dokopan Kingdom. Thing that we played in English and said it was really awesome. Yeah. Well, that's coming out here then. Yeah. Yeah. Dokopan Kingdom is like an RPG board game. And we have an impression up, I believe. Four. Four impressions up. Yes. And you can see it in All our article. Us, it was actually kind of neat because at first we were going to sit down and write it together. And then, you know, our schedules just never really jive, so we all just wrote them separately. And it was neat, because when you read them all together, you actually get, like, a very coherent uh, impression of the game, because we all focused on different things. So you get, like, this really well-rounded impression of how the game works if you read all four of them together. Mm. What about the impatient people who don't like reading? If you just read one, you'll get a fairly good impression, but you won't get, like, the full dynamic. I want the integrated impression, which tries to give the fair and balanced view of all the uh, events happening. No. Well, and I mean, this is the thing is, we only played one, um, we only played one 
style of play. All I know is Paws is a thief and people like to kill her or something. Uh, yeah, everybody beat me up. It was That's so unfair. Everybody picked on me. This sounds like a great <laughs> game. Anyways. Yeah, so this sounds like it would be a great game that will appear to RPG appeal to RPG players with DSs, except it has no online play. What are you talking about, DSs? Yeah. Isn't it's it on PS2 DS? PS2 and Wii. Oh, even better. It's on PS2 and it looked like DS graphics, sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I thought it was a DS game from the screenshots. Um, okay, so it's so on the PS2 and Wii. And even... Oh, great. With no online play. So... I just don't understand. Don't they know that RPG players have no friends locally? <laughs> I mean, do they? Is this a hard lesson for them to realize? I don't know. Do we know for sure that there's no online play? That's what I've been told by people yes. like Michael. So, you guys were there. Presumably, you would know. There is no online play. Yep. Oh, well. Their sales just bottomed out, huh? I know. That's a, it's like <laughs> fail as soon as you hear that. Game. The PS2 game is a couple years old. The Wii game isn't out in Japan yet. But um, trying to program in online multiplayer just seems like a huge, huge So, game. only put it in the Wii version. Uh, just I understand why companies don't want to do it. Yeah. They they got confused by friend codes. It's not just us who get confused by them. The developers, too. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll have to just stick to killing each other in Team Fortress or something. Works for me. You never play Team Fortress. I know. Uh, you guys need to encourage me to play it more. Well, if I had your phone number, I'd call you. But I don't. I'll give it to you. Right now, on the I'll podcast. Give, give me your No. No. <laughs> no. Your home address and... Your social security number, too. Message me on Steam or something. All right. Well, we also have a interview up from that Run to the Sun event we did a while back. Um, NIS America finally allowed us to post an interview that we had with them. And inside that interview, we had some exclusive information about everybody's favorite RPG coming back to a new release. Rhapsody, <laughs> a musical adventure. Yes. Once again, you will be able to experience the joy of songs about mountain men and descending into randomly generated dungeons and, and, and what's her name? Clarinet? Clorette? Um, Corvette? What? I can never remember her name. I just call her the princess. The princess. Quartet? Princess can go wrestling you with the prince. All right. I, th- I think it's something like that. All right. But uh, she, she'll play flute and put you to sleep. I don't know. But uh, yeah, so Rhapsody's come back out. It'll be out on the DS, and there was been a big event on Thursday night where they revealed even more information for it, um, which is to say all the press got screenshots and stuff to put up. But, uh, you know, it's Rhapsody, and it's on the DS, and they're adding... What are they adding to it? They're putting some new features in there, aren't they? Maps. Maps? <laughs> what? <laughs> Maps. Oh. They're adding maps. Oh, so like you, you'll be able to figure out where the heck you are. Yes. That's good. Is that you'd go into a dungeon and you couldn't figure out where the dilly you were. And at least now, the top screen is going to have a map where it tells you what room you've been in. It's an RPG on the DS. How can you not have a map on the top screen? 
I know. I know. So it was kind I, of like a, a requirement of the platform, really. I was I was kind of worried that it wasn't quite. Oh, that would have been off. <laughs> you know what they should have done is like in the top screen, just have like music video going or something like that. Or you have the musical <laughs> number and like more people are just dancing on the top half of the screen. Be like, go, go. Be awesome. I'm totally going to get this game and experience for myself how good and or bad it is, though the prevailing opinion is that it is terrible. Um, I have to agree with you. I'm going to probably pick it up as well. Just after reading, uh, I think it was Castamel's review for it. Castamel hates this game. <laughs> he <laughs> despises it. Passion. He just loathes this game. I think it's, it. he, I think right now it's a one and a half out of five. I think he. It's a one. He, I think, it's a, it's a down, was it a right one? one. I, it's okay. a one. If we let him give a point five, would uh, he give it a point five? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Did you get the point five because it ended? <laughs> yeah, it's point five. It ended. It stopped. <laughs> I was That'd be a great point five. Has a power button. <laughs> I can, can turn, turn it off. off. <laughs> it's worth something. You should give a game a zero if it does if its quit function crashes sometimes. Alright. Just some of the stuff you wrote is hilarious. <laughs> So go uh, go find uh, go search for Rhapsody on our site R H A P S O D Y, and uh, check out Castmel's review. You said uh, uh, this is my favorite line right here. Oh, uh, and Cornette can also tootle her horn to make puppets uber kawaii violentastic. Mm. And by tootling, Chris. Yes. Um, something I actually told Michael is, you can't search for the old Rhapsody game right now. It's oh, excellent! It's broken. Actually, you can. You just need to put in the right word. You have to add a musical adventure at the end. For the PlayStation one? Yeah. Our site search is awesome. Because, yeah, and it's not linked anywhere either. Yeah. Really? Where's content? Get content out. That ain't, that ain't content's fault. That's Mike's fault. Get someone out here. Someone whose fault it is. It's Mike's fault. Get Mike on here. Yeah. We can blame him. Yeah. Blame him now. Everybody, if you'd like to see certain aspects of the site improve, send an email to dragon at rpgamer.com and let him know. (laughs) (laughs) He appreciates multiple repeated emails. I think multiple repeated emails would be greatly appreciated because he needs help remembering. So, you know, know, sometimes he forgets. He's a very busy person. He's a dad. He's taking care of a very rambunctious daughter. So just uh, send him multiple emails. I say one every couple hours and just to keep him on task. Yep. That's a starting point. Yep. Move up. Oh, but don't 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 tell him why. Just just send him. Yep. That's fine. He's always going to kill you, me. And we are going to watch. And, and you can have great mad. fun. Another game was announced this week um, at the NIS event. Besides uh, Rhapsody, and that was a Witch's Tale, which I don't know if we covered this back when it was what Japan only, but. I don't think Which we is did. why we were taunting you about it. You were like, what game has a witch in it? And we were like... <laughs> yeah, but then I found out. I was like, oh, good. I'm glad I didn't care. <laughs> so it looks like... Well, I thought, it, you know, they were teasing me like it was some sort of big franchise coming over. But instead, it's a, it's a new title. It's an action RPG, I assume. I've got some statements saying it's an action RPG. Some statements just saying it's an action game. But looks like an action RPG where you get to do something as a witch 
there's a backstory about, you know, there's this old witch lady who sealed away other witches who were abusing power, and now the power is being awakened again. And I can only assume that, you know, the one evil, evilest of witches who was sealed away is coming back, and you got to stop her by using such said power, and it's an action RPG. But that's all I can figure. You get to play as Alice, but not in Wonderland. Um, and I think that's all anybody knows, because it didn't show up playable at the event. So we'll find out more about that. It's an NAS. It's not an. It's a Hitmaker game being published here by NAS, right? Oh, it's it's NIS and Hitmaker being published here by NIS. So Hitmaker. <laughs> what else has Hitmaker put out? This is my fun. I like this part of the show. This is where we find out what sort of hits a play people called Hitmaker put out. It's your favorite part of the show. We have this every week. We yeah, ask people, I know. what did Hitmaker make? And then we tell you. Hitmaker. Hitmaker. Sega AM3? A Japanese actually... video game developer. Oh. AM3 That's actually good. did make some hits. <laughs> Crazy Taxi. Yeah. Um, Virtual On, NASCAR Arcade, Crazy Taxi. As... Crazy Taxi, not Crazy Tacky. Um, Omega Astro Boy. Astro Boy with Treasure. Oh, that was... I... I believe that was a good shooter. Um, and Virtua Tennis. So that's interesting. Except that can't be true. Because in 2000, they were renamed Hitmaker. And then 2004, they were merged back into Sega. So maybe there's a new company named Hitmaker. Or maybe they changed their name again. And this hasn't been updated. Oh, this sucks. Somebody go edit Wikipedia with the answers so we know. Yes. <laughs> Our army of well-informed listeners. We we would go do the research ourselves. The thing is, if you don't know where the company is, it's hard to have a PR contact with them. So we need to find their address or something. Somebody, uh, Mac, Maxstorm, you listening? Please, uh, please email NIS and give me some information on Hitmaker for the next week. As somebody types. All right. Another announcement this week was that Fallout 3 is going to have an even more Uber Collector's Edition. Um... And that uh, collector's edition will include something crazy. Actual radioactive fallout. Oh. Excellent. It, yes. <laughs> it's two words, isn't it? Maybe. Blade Dancer and Dragoneer's Aria. That sounds right. Oh. It's Virtua Tennis. I was wondering how they made the leap from tennis to action RPG, but that makes more sense. So apparently that space is important. It maker. Well, so much for that game. Um, but, you know, NIS is involved as well, and they can actually make good stuff like uh, yeah, you know, and Disgaea. Yeah, and NIS so. localized both of those games that I just said. Right, but that didn't make them good. No, I no. don't. <laughs> so, but that would give credence to the actual company that... This oh, yeah, is yeah, the yeah. This, that is the, yeah, for. yeah, I'm sure this is the people we're looking for. Um. As I recall, Dragoneer's area made Mad Hatter cry like a little girl. It was a um, painful. I'm looking at like. I'm not surprised by that. I be- I believe I recall him having severe pain during that game. Yeah, I'm looking at like average scores of five out of ten. Mm-hmm. It's an average. Wait, on the on a school sale scale, because then it's like below average, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah, this is like a bunch of you know sites like yeah. Gamespot and stuff. Ouch! All right, but back to uh, back to Fallout. 
you are not indeed getting actual radioactive fallout. I'm sorry, Sean. I know that's what you would like to get. But uh, the Norma Collector's Edition, if you recall, comes with like a, a, be- a making of DVD and a lunchbox that looks like it was developed by Vault Tech, which apparently makes lunchboxes now. I don't know how much the hardcore fans would really be on board with that idea. But and say what? Totally into the idea of getting a lunchbox. Yeah. Well, yeah. I just something feels cheap about it to me. I can't put my finger on it though. It'll go really good just... with my biohazard uh, drinking container. Exactly, you can, you can combine the two. That's yeah, nice. That. <laughs> I don't even remember what game that was a pre-order for. Probably some Resident Evil game or something. I would assume so. Um, the Vault Tech lunchbox also comes with a bobblehead Fallout Boy, which is like, wow, are we really whoring ourselves out? But regardless, you get a bobblehead Fallout Boy, which I guess is cool. We'll have a bobblehead Fallout Boy. Sweet. And Pip Boy, Pip Boy, whatever people Fallout call him, Fallout Boy. Mm. Are you sure it's Pip Boy? Uh, it says Pip Boy right here in your notes. My notes, <laughs> my notes are stupid. <laughs> huh? Read? Oh, fine. Fine. Chris is now frantically looking for where he wrote that. No. Yeah, Fallout, yeah, on Bethesda's site, they refer to him as Vault Boy. The notes are wrong. Repeatedly. Please. Sorry. So really, when you look at it, either way, he's wrong. What? Yeah, it's amazing. How am I wrong either way? It's Vault Boy. And I said, oh, I the called it Fallout Boy, not... didn't I? Did I call him yeah. Fallout Boy? Yes. Okay, that's a band. It's... Yeah, I didn't mean to say Fallout Boy. But uh, Vault Boy. Whatever. So, you know, that's that's kind of a cool collector's package. And now they have one that is exclusive to Amazon.com and is called the Survival Edition. And in addition to all that stuff I just mentioned, you also get a recreation of your Pip-Boy. Oh, see, that's where you get Pip-Boy from. Yeah, the Pip-Boy 3000, which is the wrist device you wear in the game. And that is kind of a recreation that is a big little statue thing to put on your desk. And it functions as a real-life digital clock. Um, I wish it did a little bit more than that, <laughs> but apparently they were discussing atomic clock. They don't say that, so no, I don't think so. No, it's very expensive though. You could actually just buy an atomic clock if you wanted one. Yeah, you probably. But could. if you're going to get an atomic clock, it should be a. Ha- uh, I would know, love a Fallout, a fallout related atomic. clock to be atomic. Yes, I think that's very appropriate, but yeah. unfortunately, it does not seem to be the case. In this case, though they were looking to see if they could make the thing work in with the game and function with the game in some way. Then they realized, you know, we're releasing this for three different platforms and that's going to be expensive and hard to pull off. So they abandoned that and just decided to make it do something. And that something was to display the time. So, Because, you know, in the history of video games, no one has ever actually had a device to display the time before. Yes. They hey, filled that. It's still kind of a cool replica to have. I think That's it's... not true at all. Have you not played Dead... Dead Rising? Nope, I haven't. No, I don't well, play crap. Watch. Okay. I think Adrian missed my point. Yeah, I think so too. That, that's okay. Yes. It's okay, Adrian. All right, so what does this all run you? I'm glad you asked. Uh, the collector's edition, the normal collector's edition is like, what, 90 bucks? 80 bucks? I'll find Expensive. out. Right Expensive dollars. No, no, no. How much? I'll find out. The normal collector's edition is 70 bucks. The exclusive survival edition, one hundred and twenty nine ninety nine. It's called a survival edition because it comes with a lunchbox. And if it's on the console, it's one hundred and nineteen ninety nine on the PC. 
So you get to save some money if you're buying it on PC. And that's actually the same... Wow. The same is true for all the collector's edition. They're $10 more on the console. So it's 80 bucks on the console, 70 bucks on the PC. That's interesting. I guess there's a console tax nowadays. Hmm. Kind of stupid. All right. All right. So apparently you guys think this story is stupid, so I'll move on. Something you want to comment on. A good story. I like the lunchbox. I think yeah, I think it's cool. I'm gonna I'm definitely gonna pick up the collector's edition of this game. Really looking forward I, to it. I hope they don't screw it up. I hope they are don't you going screw to get it up. The, the survival edition of No, it? I'm not gonna get the survival edition. I don't I need a large clock. I have enough I crap on my desk. I have a Vanna Deal clock, all right? Yeah, I don't, I love I don't need Vanna another clock. Beautiful. But it yeah. loses time. That's my problem with it. It is very inaccurate, isn't it? It does. It loses quite a bit of time. It loses about a second every two and a half days, yeah. which is terrible. That's really lost. Well, considering it needs to be, exactly, especially yeah. for that clock, because the second matters since it's yeah. translated into game time for you as well. It's very sad. So what we need, if any entrepreneurs are out there, we'd like you to go and create an atomic Vanna deal clock. Yes, please. Please. That would be wonderful would be for awesome. us. Yeah. Or just a network-enabled one that talked to NTP or something, but whatever. That would be cool. I think, I think they actually have that. It's called... Um, the computer <laughs> all these billions of plugins and widgets that'll do just that for you all right can't sit down the desk i'm saying actually what's sad is back when i was playing 11 a lot uh, a friend of mine wrote a uh, program that was specifically for doing exactly what the the desk clock does but then he also built in a function for timing um when when a mob would die to when it would spawn again yeah exactly mm-hmm we, we kind of abused that back when you could get the archer's ring from the stroper chime. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that, people that started fun. building that into mods inside the game too, you know? So. Yeah, but we weren't using mods in the game. This would be like, ah, uh, it was legitimate because you had to tab but... out. Yeah. <laughs> that makes it safe. All right. Whatever. Um, he yeah. Now, nowadays you can just get programs that scan and see what monsters are up and which ones are about to spawn. It's crazy. They really hack that game a lot. Yeah, but we were. This is like back in the age when we didn't do that. when people were innocent. Nobody hacked, right? That's the right. age that didn't exist, but it did exist. It I, was like two I, and a half weeks. Well, actually, it was longer because the game was really hard to figure out how to hack, wasn't it? Because <laughs> it was so poorly programmed. It, it is <laughs> memory diving, sweet. Yeah, good times, I, I guess. A towel. What? Memory is damp. That memory is damp? Yeah. I dove into it. I'm wet. Oh, I see. Uh-huh. Oh. Oh. All right, let's move on. Oh. Rune Factory, Frontier, expanding to Wii. Um, did we... Wait, wait, Chris... And the only person that would care doesn't. Oh. Chris? Yeah? That's like the nail in the coffin. Going in order. I'm lost. Um, no, we already covered the NIS stuff. As America. So we already Look, covered we have it. To cover it again now. No, we don't need to cover it again now. Do it all over as so we can say in order. Nope. What about jobs? About, about this what stuff? about jobs? Okay. Yeah. We'll talk about that next. Okay. Okay. I feel better. All right. First of I all. I don't know. It's just. Well, Rune Factory was too long. Okay. Um, yes. I mean, even compared to a normal Harvest Moon game, I was like 100 hours in, and it's like, I'm nowhere near done. This is ridiculous. And, you know, I couldn't decide if I was annoyed because 
the monsters were getting in the way of my farming or the farming was getting in the way of kicking monster butt. So it's like chocolate and peanut butter, peanut butter and chocolate sort of question. Yeah. Except that you don't like either. Except, yeah. <laughs> well, no, it's not that I didn't like either. It's that they had a really good idea. They did, honestly. But uh, they, it needed to be refined. Like, there was no reason. Well, isn't that what this is supposed to do? I'm hoping. But I'm going to wait and see what people say about it. So what's different about this one? Anything other than it's on the Wii and presumably will have really we don't know enough weird yet. controls? Right. Yeah, I don't know enough yet. Like, my biggest gripe, and I mean, if they don't fix it in this one, then I'm probably not going to play it, is, you know, you had to fight these monsters so that, and clear, basically you fight, a, fight monsters to get down to the bottom of the cave. The bottom of the cave, there's a boss. And the boss, is, I'm pretty sure, doesn't respawn. I don't remember. It's been a while since I played. But, I mean, in my mind, once you're done the boss and you've completed that particular cave section you shouldn't have to keep refighting monsters to get to your fields i think ah. incredibly unnecessary one of those sorts of things yeah i hate when games do that to me it's like i just want to go let me go that kind of sucks so, I yeah, having to fight especially in a farming rpg where you have limited amount of amounts of time you have to fight oh, monsters to get inside, to the fields is it, is it when you're inside the cave that time's not move no, the time moves. Ah. So. You're talking to random clicking sounds and plates clattering. Oh, that was clattering. picking up my plate. Ah. Tell them to come over and do my dishes as well. I would really appreciate that. <laughs> hey, I here. normally do the dishes. He only does chores on the He only does them while you're on the podcast so he can make noise. <laughs> no, this is an This will annoy Anna. This is why I keep my microphone muted. Uh-huh. All right. Well, why don't we invite an invitation to all of you listening right now to work at RB Gamer? There is a news hiring process going on. Um, I don't know the actual end date for accepting new applications, so go look for it before it completely scrolls down our index. Which uh, department to, is it? For news. Better go ahead. Yeah, yes. Not your department. Um, so go ahead and go there and. Actually, I think you can always click on the left-hand side and click on jobs listing as well. And you can see that we are currently hiring for news, for game previewers, for staff editorialists, and staff reviewers. So you can um, go. Yeah, we those. have plenty of reviewers, I think. Okay, well, Actually, that has not been up- updated properly then. It is sort of right. Uh, we need a columnist. Or reviewers. Yeah, we need a tabletop columnist. Yeah, we do. Yep. And a fan art columnist. And an Number MMORP channel. gamer columnist, no? No, we have somebody who's going to be doing it. Oh, okay, good. But I think some wires have been crossed again. Okay. So the point is, we definitely need newsies. So if you'd like to join and work on the site and post some news stories, go ahead and apply. Please. If you must. All right, moving on. We have our current gaming news, and one of the most fun stories I've ever seen. One of the people... Uh, are any of you guys familiar with the Ninja Gaiden games, the newer ones? Nobody. Okay. I, I played Ninja Gaiden when it was on the Nintendo 100 years ago. The newer ones. Nope. Okay. So the newer ones are kick you in the, in, in the genitals and, and, then, and then poop on you, sort of difficult. 
and they, they've always been a hardcore experience, but they've always been hailed as very well-tuned fighting games that once you learn the system, you actually start to succeed and feel really good about yourself because you beat the game um, like a good action game should behave. And the guy who created these games, Itagaki, uh, the preview, the producer, director, I don't those titles, who knows what it is and what it is in this case. But uh, he's a guy who, who's been doing these newer ones. He also does Dead or Alive, or did. And he's decided to go ahead, and now that his new game came out on Tuesday, on, I think, Tuesday, announced that, yeah, I'm going to leave Tecmo, and I'm suing them. Which is a wonderful timing to say, oh, great, my newest game came out, and by the way, this will be the last one I ever make for them, and I'm suing the company because they suck. And he claims he didn't get a bonus payment that he was supposed to get, and he's had to escalate to the point of lawsuits and has decided and said that people insulted his subordinates and stuff, and so he's going to have to leave the company. No, no, they insulted him in front of his subordinates so that his staff didn't respect him anymore. Yeah, well, I think he also... Oh, about me to my subordinates. Yes, that is the... And that's where the problem is with Itagaki, is it's always about him. Um, He's a very, very... um proud selfish. very proud <laughs> or selfish <laughs> depending on where you fall as to how justified he is it's it's an, enough about me let's talk about you what do you think about me <laughs> pretty much <laughs> <laughs> that's see what it seems to be see this picture of him with the sunglasses and the long hair he looks like he thinks he's a rock star or something he does he is a rock star that's the thing he's got that mentality oh, of go. a rock star <laughs> he is a rock star <laughs> i don't know like the, the thing that bugs me about everything that I'm reading about this is that, you know, it may be the way that the writers are writing this, um, but I get this, like, really big impression that he sort of feels like, it's sort of like, how do I explain this? It would be like Brad Pitt walking up and saying, this movie was a success only because of me. I believe Itagaki like, would believe that. And it's like, no, it, it doesn't work that way. Yeah, I mean, you can be the driving force behind it. But that doesn't discount all of the other people who worked. And obviously worked very hard on these games. This is a guy who, when his game was ported to the PS3, said that the PS3 version, which was universally heralded by reviewers as like an, an above and beyond refinement on the Xbox versions and even better, he said, yeah, that game is no good. <laughs> Most notably, because probably because he didn't work on it, and either that or he just doesn't like Sony platforms. It's, uh, I think his his stated reasons were it didn't add anything new, and it's like, oh really? Because you added so much when you re-released the game for Xbox itself. But okay, fine. Um, anyway, Tecmo responded, said, uh, yeah, this does suck, and it seems like he's being selfish about it and discounting the work of his team. Um, but hey. We're still going to keep these franchises alive, probably without even Itagaki being here. So we'll deal with this. And there you go. And I've always thought it was entertaining that he he's leaving and suing them and saying they they really suck. Thing is, his claims, if they're true, are bad. I mean, if if Tecmo really did do that to him, so that's the problem where with Itagaki, you can't tell. Has he got a legitimate claim, or is he just being selfish? Because he's got a history of being rather selfish, but or appearing to be, I should say. Sometimes people can just appear like they're jerks and not really be jerks. Huh? Like what? me? Yeah, no, yeah, like you. Yep. All right, All right, let's move on. What? I don't want to be in the podcast anymore. You don't want to be in the podcast anymore? You've insulted me I've to insulted my face you. in front of my subordinates. Oh, <laughs> You're going to sue me, too. I'm going to sue you. I'm going to wait until my department is the best, and then I'm going to quit and sue you. <laughs> 
Oh, don't Goodbye. worry, Lucifer. We can't lose any respect for you. We didn't have anything. <laughs> oh! Oh, it oh, I am mortally wounded. All right. I'd like to talk about a topic that has really got me riled this week. As a producer of video game content, it really frustrates me to see what Sony's doing. And I should be on board with them. I should be supporting them. But for some reason, I can't. Sony is bringing out a new high-definition weekly program called Core. Um, They're spelling it Q-O-R-E. I don't know why. But it's pronounced Core to the PlayStation Network. So you'll be able to download it and watch it on your PS3. And you'll be able to do that for $2.99 per episode or $25 for an annual subscription. Bad. Now, Sony is well within its rights to produce content and have it paid and for download. There's no problem with that. Uh, it's a viable market. You know, they've got a they've got a well-respected web personality, Veronica Belmont, who's been on many other previous shows and tech shows and she's got a quite a following on the net. So related I'm sure, to Simon Belmont? No, not related to Simon Belmont. Um but she, I'm sure will do, she will do just fine on the show. The problem is, why do I need another piece of video game media content that I have to pay for? Yeah, like... How many podcasts are there right now that you can, you can fill up like 30 hours a week on free podcasts alone, and then there's video podcasts on top of that, not to mention what's broadcast or streamed on the web for free. Or just go to freaking GameTrailers.com. I mean, jeez. Who is this marketed to? Why do people want... Why do they... I, I just don't understand what they're expecting of me to make me want to pay for an episode of this just because it's high def. I just, it, Oh, maybe it's, you know, it's just because they want, you know, I need to feel like I'm getting something out of my PS3. So by paying money for it, I really feel like a deeper relationship with it. I, I don't understand. Do you want- I don't know. I'm sure people are going to pay for the girl glorified porn. It's not porn though. It's, it's she's just reading the news. She's not doing it in a bikini. Like I mean, jeez. <laughs> She's just reading the news. Yes, real porn for free. You don't need to even spend $3. I just don't understand. Pointless. I don't know. Point- it just They have a really good idea, and then they got stupid and decided to charge for it. And it's produced by what unbiased authority? Oh, yes, Sony. <laughs> I don't know. Like... 25 bucks. This, this upcoming Sony game is going to be fantastic. You can take our word for it. Veronica Belmont right now you can see on uh, episodes, weekly episodes of a show called Techzilla. T-E-K-Z-I-L-L-A. It's over on Revision 3, which is the same network that produces Dignation, and it's owned by the people who do Dig. Um, so you can see her even on, a, on, a, on her own in a show about technical stuff every week for free. Free. So, I don't know. How many Digs do we have? I think that Some. the problem is not necessarily that you have to pay. Um, paying is bad enough, but I think you're really overpaying. Like they should have done it like a buck an episode or something like that. Like make it the same price as your typical iTunes or something. I think it should be free, but you know, I guess they need to subsidize well, it for if some reason. If they're going to charge for it, they better charge something competitive. Yeah, and three dollars well, for a half hour. Even twenty, even twenty-five. I, that's a great point too. How do you compete with being free? Uh, the only, th- the one thing this has is that most free shows aren't delivered in high def. But okay. that's the only thing I can think of right now, though. <laughs> Why don't we start delivering our podcast in high def? Well, we don't do a video podcast, so. Well, when you actually think about the fact that about at least fifty percent of the people who own PS3s purchased one for the Blu-ray capability. Maybe high def actually does mean something to them. 
Maybe it's just because they wanted a cheap Blu-ray player, like me. Exactly. Yeah. I care about the games. Just want a Blu-ray player so I can watch Planet Earth. It looks like uh, Future is involved with this. Um, Future would be the people who make PSM and I think the official Xbox magazine. Yeah. Oh, well. Or, or no, I guess it's the official PlayStation magazine and the official Xbox magazine right now, which is very interesting. And Nintendo Power. How does one company end up doing all the official magazines? <laughs> that seems weird. Yeah, the future apparently has money. They're like the last publisher that's got the money or, or, or something. Um, I still get Nintendo Power because Chris is in charge of that. He's pretty good. But, yeah. All right. I'm out of stuff to rant on this. I guess I could start criticizing Veronica herself, but I won't do that because she's a Belmont. She slays Dracula. No, what is there to size. She she does share MP3s <laughs> on her Pounce account though, which I never really appreciated. But you know, what are you gonna do? I guess that's what everybody does on Pounce. Shameful. Yes, yes. That's yeah. Cool. So I'm just bitter about that. I just don't like the idea of being told I should pay for video game content that I get for free, like in spades. Yeah, that that is, I think, I, and the fact that it's being published by Sony, that leading authority of unbiased news re- representation. Well, I think technically, if they're partnering with Future, you might look at Future as the publisher, but of the official the three. Well, official... you know, it's an official. It is an official show, though. I mean, yeah, I, it's not meant to be biased. We never thought it was going to be. Or it's not meant to be unbiased. We never. Th- Did you really think that core, the thing that Sony's pushing, is going to be unbiased? But to charge $3 for the corporate propaganda. Ah, and there you have it. Because you can get... Microsoft will give you propaganda for free. Free? Go on Xbox 360. You you go to Inside Xbox. It is not as high definition as Core will be, but it's, you know, it's it's something. It's like 520 or something, and it's free. They'll give you a little snippets all throughout the the week. You can get Sony propaganda for free, too. Have you you never been to uh, the Sony Defense Force website? No. No. Oh, you should visit. Oh, is that a fan uh, site where it's just propaganda? It's a, it's a fan site that's filled with propaganda. It's quite amusing, awesome. actually. Hmm. All right, and we have our weekly Jack Thompson update where he complains about his... Uh, okay, so he complains about his lawsuit thing, or his uh, disbarment hearings again. And in this case, I want to get this right, so it's very confusing, but... Okay. The point is he... There's basically two things that happened. Mm-hmm. Um, number one, he accused uh, Judge Tunis of um, leaking documents to game politics. That was the big stinky thing before the actual hearing on the 4th. Okay. And um, part of the complaint, and this is the thing that just boggles my mind, is part of the complaint is that he says um, this uh, this leak has resulted in more harassment of Thompson by quote unquote video gamers, and I'm serious, it is in quotes, who have been threatening to kill Thompson and his son. Okay, he puts it in a court document. He better be able to back that up. I want to see the police files where he files and he is being threatened. Eh. After so many spam emails, can you really file it each time? <laughs> I mean, he, he probably just has an inbox full of that crap. 
I wouldn't. I honestly, I'm not. I'm not surprised by that. I mean, are you? If he says he's getting death threats, and and if he wants to make a point to the court that their actions, which isn't true, but I mean, if he wants to make this point that oh, the court's actions are putting him in danger, yeah, he better be able to back that statement up. Yeah, he should be. Um, just saying, I have no doubt that he's getting death threats because game, you know, people on the internet are are so quick to fire off death threats. Yeah. I mean, they. I mean, you say something wrong on a on a TV show, they'll they start flooding your Amazon page and then sending you death threats. Are you really shocked? The same it's... site had orchestrated postings at Amazon dot com. <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> that there was a Canadian edition in which Thompson disclosed his internal struggles with homosexuality. Oh my gosh! Thompson states that he has had no such struggles. There was no Canadian edition. That's funny. Darn, because I wanted to pick up the Canadian edition. I was looking forward to that. Man, let me tell you, I was scouring Coles this week looking for it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, honestly, I have no doubt that that's happening to him. Um, I don't, you know, I have a very low opinion of the internet at large, so. <laughs> Anonymity plus what is it equals. <laughs> yeah, some, some, pi- no, don't do that to me. Don't start swearing on a podcast to me. Mark. This is going to be nice work. and clean. You just want me to come up with more sensory noises this week, don't you? Yeah, you can't use like thunder. All right. Oh, and then, then, I then this. This is he uh, he has to go to a hear a hearing. You know, well, where... no, he. This is this was the day that they were actually going to put down the judgment, which was June fourth, and he said that he was not going to show up. And then he said that he had a surprise for that day, and the surprise was he showed up. With a 4,500-word document <laughs> entitled Thompson's Formal Objection to the June 4th Sanction Hearing, with hearing in quotation marks. Oh, wow. And, and he was going to... He turfed a copy of this at, like, a, like the prosecution... What do you mean, like judge at, so he, he chucked copies oh. of this. Oh, wow. He actually, like... Threw it at them? Copies this at people. And um, I guess one of the copies ended up in a garbage can. So someone that went legitimately to this event picked it up out of the trash and put it on the internet. <laughs> and this is how we heard about this so fast. Wow. Um, and then he complains about the judge who wouldn't let him read it verbatim in the courtroom yes, all <laughs> he doesn't have a loyal podcast host to let him read his stuff and he yeah so he complained that the judge wasn't being a judge about you know, the same complaints about that judge and said the hearing was moot and walked out of the courtroom <laughs> to cheers and of course the this the formal hearing went on as per normal <laughs> they recommended enhanced environment yeah enhanced disbarment <laughs> Not just normal. Just barring is just not enough. We need to enhance the disbarment in this case with a reapplyment wait of 10 years. So goodbye for 10 years. Once it goes no, through. No, 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 no. It still needs to have a trial in September, right? 10 years. Yeah, he has to reapply. It's yeah. sort of like having yeah. parole. In yeah. 10 years, they'll think about it. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Reapply. So when does this actually happen? Do we know? September. September still? Okay. This is the recommendation here. The okay. sanctions recommendation. All right. So the recommendation is done, and the recommendation is probably pretty accurate. <laughs> All right. So much for Jack. Uh, and then finally for – no, not finally. Second to finally for Around the Industry Commons, 
It is penultimately. Yeah, penultimately for Around in the Industry News. The ESA has complained about an interview um, with Perry... Well, Perry. how was this? Governor of Texas. Yes. So Game Politics posted a story about Perry White, the governor of Texas. No. Rick Perry. Rick Perry. Where did I get Perry White? It's like Barry White. Perry <laughs> White. White. Hey, baby. I'm going to approve your bill. All right. Um, Perry White. P- Rick Perry. Goodness. P- Rick Perry. Game Politics Perry puts White. up a story about Perry, <laughs> Perry Rick Roll White. Um, about Rick Perry. <laughs> about the fact that he's speaking at the E3 Media Summit, which is like, why is a governor from Texas speaking at the the summit apparently about violence and video games and politics and stuff like that i suppose um, is, that's what oliver spot spe- speculates hmm? this is useful because it's important to note that this is the same governor rick perry who agreed with the fundamentalist evangelist john hagee who breathes fire and brimstone from his pulpit and talks about how non-christians are going straight to hell huh and this is the guy they invited to address. And this was back in 2006. Uh, yeah, this is this is the broad. This is the guy they. And Gal- oh, so, okay, so Game Politics pointed this out, and apparently it's really uh, and they they called the ESA out on this one and saying that they should rescind Perry's invite. And then the ESA went crazy apparently and slammed Game Politics as well as its parent company, the ECA. What does ECA stand for? Anybody know? Um, it's sort of like the Clarinet Association. I think it's Extreme like, Clarinet Association. I think it's like Very they low. want to replace the ESA. The ECA wants to replace the ESA? I don't know. Okay, whatever. So there's some sort of politics going on there. But regardless, the letter that the ESA the ESA puts um Okay. Okay, yo, this is great. The ESA complaints. Yeah. Basically, they've got sour grapes, um, like you, Sean. Um, if the ESA posted a blog and called it a news site, journalists would rightfully balk and it wouldn't pass a smell test. Remarkably, Kane Politics doesn't face the same scrutiny, even though it's funded by the ECA and tainted with anti-ESA vitriol. Nice word, by the way. At the end of the day, calling Game Politics a news site is as laughable as saying there's a Cuban free press. Wow. That's, a, Someone's that's mixing really bitter. Analogies there. Really? Um, <laughs> what yeah. what is the proper what is the proper use of analogy there? Well, that that isn't that's a false analogy. Oh, so it's not a good one. They should use a real one. Like but the ESA, perhaps they haven't taken extended class. Why does Cuban have a free press, or is are you saying well, something else? No, no, it, 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 you're comparing two very fundamentally different things. Ah, okay. The oppressive Cuban government, if it is indeed oppressive, is very different than. <laughs> The ECA. <laughs> what is a non? Is it like a non-partisan, non-government, non-profit organization, and the other is run by a dictator? Yeah. <laughs> Which do you think? Maybe the C stands for Cuba. Yes, that's what it is. Actually, the ECA that the C is is Cuba. All right, and then Game Politics responds saying that. I suspect that, given its current difficulties retaining member companies, the ESA is uncomfortable with the level of scrutiny directed at it by some news outlets. Ultimately, an organization like the ESA is judged by its performance, and right now, it's fair to call that performance into question. When a politician is keynoting E3, that's worth questioning. When the politician has made divisive comments, like those attributed to Governor Perry, that's really worth questioning. He's made Um, very divisive comments. Very, very. So, so really, is the the problem that that Governor Perry? This is interesting, though. Um, the the problem here is that Governor Perry isn't is expressing an evangelical Christian viewpoint. 
it, it's because that is a traditional evangelical viewpoint. It's, the it's, problem it's, is, is that very it's divisive in it. Well, I, yeah, it is a divisive viewpoint, but that's it, it's sort of a multi-layered problem because number one, we have the governor of Texas. That doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. How is this relevant to the video game industry? You know, why Texas? Why not, you know, California? Why not New York? Why not, you know, bring in someone from Canada? Bring in someone who makes sense. Wait, why does it matter? Wait, 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 wait. wait. You're, you're saying that Texas itself doesn't make sense? Why the governor of Texas? Why not the governor of Texas? Why the, my question is why... Because is, has there been any sort of fruhaha in Texas about video games? Ah, so it should be a governor who's dealt with these political issues directly is what you're saying. Uh-huh. Okay, that's fair. Can understand and that. number two, if they're going to bring someone in, um, there's a lot of pressure in some religions. Um, so I'm not I'm not blanketing this. Um, uh, and some evangelicals. I'm so, um, this is ridiculous. I'm reading the game politics story now, and this is blatant religious. This is. No, this is religious oppression. Game politics is sitting there and saying that because we don't agree with this guy's religious viewpoints, he's, his offer for keynoting E3 should be rescinded. I'm sorry, I take offense to that. I can't agree with that at all. I, I see. Because I share Governor Perry's viewpoint. You know, and I, I don't think that that makes sense. Just because you have a religious viewpoint that may not be something that everyone likes to agree with or, or hear even, doesn't mean that you shouldn't be allowed to go to an event and, and talk. Okay, because he's not going to talk on religion. When you drop all the fancy pantsy that I was trying to get through, yeah. he basically says the gamers are going to hell. Where does he say that? That's the problem. Where does he say that? Because this is part of the evangelical beliefs that he has. What? That gamers are going to hell? I don't recall yes, that being in an evangelical be canon. Because video games are the tools of the devil. Where does he say this that? This is where the problem is. Where does that? Where is that said, yeah, though? Yeah. In a bunch of uh, articles from um, Escapist. From Escapist? Yeah. Because the, the only things I've seen are the quotes from the Dallas Morning News. Yeah, you think okay. that if that was the, the gist of his comments... That if he said that, I would be totally fine with what you're saying. If that's what he said, in that gamers can't possibly be Christians, then fine. Look, let's get this guy off the stage. He should not be a keynoter, because obviously, um, I don't believe that to be the case. If all he did was express a very common, albeit um, apparently not well publicized because of how divisive it is when you get down to it, viewpoint of Christianity, then you know what? I'm sorry, but you can't just kick someone out because they have a religious belief you don't like. No, I, I totally agree with that, Chris. Okay. I think the, the problem concern- is, is that how he's expressing that belief is offending people. Because, <laughs> But the funny part is, the only article I'm seeing here is that people asked him whether or not he agreed with it, and he said yes. Not that he was coming out and publicly stating it for the point of just getting it out there. That's that's what makes it even more ridiculous in my mind. It's not that he sent out any, any notifications and started preaching on this. Am I missing something, Sean? Apparently, pr- he affir- affirmatively agreed with controversial evangelist John Hagee. Mm-hmm. That's it. He agreed with the guy. He didn't necessarily say, well, unprompted. Here's some gaming-related stuff here I just found. Okay. Looking at the – okay, this is from The Escapist, just doing a little search here. Sure. Uh, It says, 
ESA President Michael Gallagher, who declined to deliver the keynote himself for the second year in a row, cited Governor Perry's forward-thinking leadership in encouraging the growth of the video game industry in Texas as the reason for his selecting comments he made despite a law signed into effect in 2007 that denies financial incentives to developers who produce games with inappropriate content. Hey, we finally have something that links him... Okay, that's finally that something. <laughs> Boy, so it really Thank comes you. down to money. <laughs> like all things. <laughs> yes. Great. We want him to be our all... speaker because he's given companies in Texas money to make videos. No, no, no. He denied. No, he's denied it. Denied yeah. money? That's why. That's why. Exactly. And that's why it all falls into place now, doesn't it? So this uh, ESA president guy wants him to come despite the fact that he's denied funding to game producers who make quote unquote inappropriate content. No, 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 no. And so the e, the other e, the other video game people here, like people who might be funding game politics, according to ESA's assertion, are saying, "Hey, hey, 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 hey! This guy is anti-funding to us because we make quote unquote inappropriate content. He shouldn't be on the stage." But look at what the the story says before that. Doesn't he incur? He's encouraged forward thinking. It's it's just the questionable stuff is what they're get, they're getting him on. No, no, no. He's in. It said read, that. Read that again, Adrian. I've got it in front of me right now. ESA President Michael Gelker, who declined, to, who said, I'm not going to do the keynote myself. He cited Governor Perry's forward-thinking leadership, quote, dot, 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 um, despite a law signed in the effect of 2007 that denied financial in- incentives. So it's like, not only, he's, uh, he's ignoring the fact that he signed this law and saying he still has forward-thinking hey, Anything else at all leadership. about his other work with video games? That's the only thing it says. Well, going to the next link, it says not much. <laughs> and so, of course, on the Internet, the Internet stops when they see the religious stuff, right? Because the Internet likes to flame about religion and religious comments and controversial religious comments. So I think what we're really getting down here is this is a business thing. And this really comes down to his political actions. And people are getting, all the commenters on these articles are really getting caught up in the religious statements, but... And game politics apparently acts like the blog that it is and gets caught up in it as well, which is kind of sad, but whatever. Yeah, I mean, oh, the, the game politics headline yeah. is E3 keynoter speaker backed controversial pastors claim that non-Christians condemn to hell. This like, that's really the story here. I, um, I just, I'm sorry. The, the ECA is basically an ESA competitor. I was correct. Okay. And, we'll and that seems to be what ESA is saying as well. So. Yeah, yeah. if he were to make that speech on the stage, that would be worth complaining about. He's going there to talk about video games. Yep. Ah, uh, all right. So, lots of politics, and I'm, I hope we could. Sh- I hope we were able to shed some light onto it. Um, apparently, he's done some stuff that both shows him for video games and against video games, and that questions calls into question his usefulness. Um, regardless, why they have a governor on stage at E3? I, game I don't understand that at all. <laughs> Why not uh, Kironobu Sakaguchi or yeah? I, yeah. Well, so actually, it should it should have it should have been the president of ESA. Uh, in previous years, it's always been the president of ESA who yeah. delivers the. And the uh, new president, keynote. who's been on two years, keeps going. No, I'm not going to do it. And then he wonders exactly. why people keep leaving. Yeah, it's interesting. That's great, and this is just going to turn into a religious flame war. This is like a forum topic discussion. It's because awesome. someone somewhere mentioned religion, so now it all has to be about religion. Yep. Awesome. It's about politics awesome. and money and the stupidity 
the apparent stupidity of the ESA's president. We love you, ESA. <laughs> Do we? Gives us something to talk about on the podcast. <laughs> it does. All right. Final story of the industry news section, and it's a sad one. Apparently, Namco Bandai has no plans at this time to release a localized version of Eternal Sonata for the PS3. This I makes so me very that. sad. Oh, did you? All right. Oh, you're awesome. You are awesome. I'm glad we could have you on this week so you could lay claim to that. Um, no, I'm re- I'm bummed about that. I was actually hoping to play it on the PS3 because I haven't gotten around to it yet. And At this moment. At this moment. That's important. At this moment. So the actual statement is, quote, I can't speak for any other territories, but I believe Eternal Sonata is only announced for the PS3 in Japan right now. First of all, I believe you don't know. Okay, I believe that it's only announced for PS3 in Japan right now. We have no plans to release the game on the PS3 in the U.S. at this moment. So, unfortunately, when you make a statement like that, that means tomorrow you could make announcements to the to the contrary. So that's why they make these statements. Everything oh, is really? open ended. No one is bound into anything. It's a way of getting hype around it, even without saying anything. Correct. Awesome. That way you can't be wrong. Yeah, you can't be. Exactly. Yeah, you can't be wrong if the plans fall through either. Yes. Oh, all right. Everybody who's got the notes up, you should click through the link. And do you have the pictures for the next section for the Final Fantasy Four stuff? Are they in there? Yes. All right. Good. The edge, yeah. the edge stuff. Yes. Yes. All right. Good. So there are some new releases of everybody's favorite favorite gaming platform, the cell phone game Final Fantasy Four: The After Part Five. We hate cell phone games. Yes, we hate cell phone gaming. But uh, these scenes show Edge and what he's up to, apparently, after the events of Final Fantasy IV. It looks like he's killing enemies, as one would expect, and walking around castles that are made out of repetitive tile sets. So, um, Actually, that castle in the lower left looks a lot like Figaro Castle. It does. It looks... Ex- that is Figaro Castle. <laughs> it actually just caught it. <laughs> oh, there's a bridge in the middle. That's kind of different. <laughs> wow. All right. So you can see that in our this week's pandemonium column. Let's see the shots of this uh, of the um, Edge chapter. That's probably Edge's castle rebuilt. Okay. Because Iblana was a desert nation. Ah, as Figaro starts off, or I guess Figaro is as well. So mm-hmm. makes sense. Yeah, they're in a desert. Figaro is, and they travel through the desert to another desert. Yeah. <laughs> so they, they tend to stick to the know. desert. <laughs> I really, really want them to put this on a different console. I don't think I would put it on a console. Yeah, you know, absolutely, I would agree. I really wish they would. I mean, this I've been watching like as these episodes come out, and this looks fantastic. I know, and I brought it up just to make you feel bitter about it once more. Thanks. Yeah, you're welcome. I, I yeah, that's my job. Um, Squinix. <laughs> Squeenix. And it's it's kind of neat because. Um, one of the uh, one of the ninjas you get to play with is Zangetsu, who, if anybody watches Bleach, that's an interesting name. Yes, yes, it is. That's uh, his sword's name, right? Yes. Yes. Yep. All right. So we also have some more mobile-related news, where they have a game called Crystal Gardens, Crystal Guardians. Excuse me, I misspoke there. It sounded like Crystal Gardens, which would not be as entertaining. But Crystal Guardians is a multiplayer melee game where the players have to defend against an invading horde of enemies. And it's another mobile game. But it's got characters from like Final Fantasy Tactics A2 now as well. 
And we also get some pictures in these scans of some stuff from Sigma Harmonics, Star Ocean 2, The After and Front Mission 2089, which is probably when we'll see it in America. Um, actually, do we know if we're getting that new Front Mission game? Or is that all mobile as well? That's probably mobile as well, isn't it? I'm that doesn't look fairly mobile. certain it's mobile. Because they needed a mobile front, front mission. They needed a f- mobile like front mission game. A, like, we're going to get another front mission game anyway. What's that, what's that Dragon Quest game that's in there? the heck? Dragon Quest Yangus Mobile Edition. Ah, uh, yes. Yangus. What happened to Dragon Quest Yangus Non-Mobile Edition? Was there a non-mobile? I don't know. Well, it was in production, and then it sort of fell off the news front. Uh. Yeah, there was an announcement about it. I can't remember what it was saying, but I'm sure it was something disappointing to us. As they usually tend to be. It was PlayStation 2, and we don't even have on our page. I don't think they're... We're not going to see it. They're not releasing any more PS2 games out here, I don't think. Um, The last one that we're going to see is probably going to be March. March? March. That's pretty much the cutoff. What is the uh, PS2 game they're making in March? Uh, I'm just making guesses, but that's probably the latest that we'll see Persona 4. Oh, okay. I meant from Square Enix. I figured we were done with Square Enix PS2 games, is what I was saying. Oh, yeah? Yeah, that's what I thought. Okay. Yep. Yeah. All right. And another... uh, So that's it for Japan news. And then finally, one little bit of MMO news. Um, Ion, which is a beautiful-looking trailer from NCSoft. Um, <laughs> at this point, that's pretty much all it is, but they've relaunched their website, so hopefully there's more on it, and I just got the the note about it last night, so I figured I'd share it with you guys. You can go to Ion Online, A-I-O-N Online.com, and see the latest updates and media and stuff, because it looks fantastic. Um, hopefully the gameplay and stuff will like actually be there as well, but really at this point we don't know. It just looks amazing. And that's all I got for news. So, a couple statements. First of all, about new releases. No new releases in the RPG world this week that I'm aware of, but I can give a clarification about the new release last week. That's right, Chaos Wars is indeed out. I had it in my hands at GameStop. Do you pick it? I did that, not buy it. Which means that we're not going to see it in Canada. Oh, really? No, it's here. I've seen it here. Are you kidding? I went into EB. Did you not listen to the podcast a couple weeks ago? Uh, no, I didn't. Okay. I went into EB. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Adrian. They, like, searched everything trying to find me a skew for it, and they couldn't even find it. I was in EB uh, Well, I'm not shocked ago, by that, no. I'm not shocked by them not being able to find it, though. Yeah, I wonder Nobody if was able to find here. this. All right, that is just a refresher. That's the one that has characters from Shadow Hearts, Growlancer, Blazing Souls, Kaku and Toshi Varanoir, Spectral Force, Spectral Souls, Hametsu no Mars, and Gungrave, and Shinsengumi Gunraw Den. I know I have played none of those games, so this game is not really appealing to me. The box art is awful. The back of the box art screenshots are terrible, and I've seen nothing else from the game. I have no idea how it works. I've seen no reviews of it. So I can't really give a good recommendation on this point. But if you like any of the characters from those games, you may wish to go spend your 30 bucks on it and play around with it. Because I think that's all it is. So I know some people are looking out just because, you know, it's a crossover game. They want to play with their favorite characters and give it a shot. So go give it a shot and let us know in our forums. 
as I recall, we were making fun of this in our IRC chat room the other day. The voice acting is supposedly absolutely horrendous. What a shock. <laughs> like humorously horrendous. The, so you mean it might be worth playing just to see the bad voice acting? Oh, yes. What did, did fact, they have, just did go they to have, YouTube. Just go, go to, to YouTube. YouTube search search oh. Chaos Wars voice acting and you'll find some pretty funny stuff. All right, let's see what I can do here. Chaos Wars. Voice acting. Around the five-minute point is the best. Really bad voice acting introduction. Hmm. Yep. Let's hear it. Story has no relations with any existing works. Good to know. Oh, my God, it's bad already. (laughs) The five-minute mark is where it gets really, really good. And by good, I mean horrible. Hey, Oliver, I keep forgetting well, to ask you. Oliver's Oliver. not here. Oh, pfft. Yeah, Oliver is not here this week. Did you think Adrian's <laughs> voice sounded like Oliver's like I did a few minutes no, ago? No, and I knew yes, you the did. difference. And it just... <laughs> yes, you did. My brain hurts. <laughs> I'm not awake All right. yet. Let's see if you guys can hear this. Down here with no it's so bad. No time for jokes. <laughs> it's pure Cracker Jack. Have you gotten to the five-minute mark yet? The guy at the five-minute mark is so funny. Yeah. What's going on here? <laughs> wow. This is some of the most stilted acting ever. Yeah. All right, I won't waste your time on it anymore. But the my favorite part was the monster that comes on the screen. It has the words in its text box, key, 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 K-E-E, K-E-E. And instead of that, the voice actor goes, ah, ah, ah. <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> That's not how I would have spelled ah. But <laughs> All right, so go go experience that for yourself. I'm sorry, I couldn't play that for any better um why don't we move on (sighs) new impressions as i mentioned earlier we have an impression up of rhapsody go check that out uh see how it's shaping up and because uh ilchimus what's ilchimus's name cole jones cole jones got his chance to get his hands on that game his filthy paws on it play with his mountain men (laughs) i took a bath yesterday thank you very much what I'm sorry, what? I'm sorry, I couldn't resist. What does that have to do? Oh, his filthy paws. I get it now. Oh, you're so clever. Let's move on. Um, (laughs) Staff reviews. We have two staff reviews. One is from our filthy paws here. Um, Pirates of the Burning Sea. Do you, do you, all right. Now, before we go and do a Pirates of the Burning Sea rant, do you really have anything to add that we haven't really covered on the podcast in the past? Um, no. All right, what's your score? Three. Three? Average? Yeah, yeah. yeah average. Play around I mean, it for the sailing if you're really interested, and then be ready to give up on it. It's too, Chris. Like, it has a bunch of really good ideas and really neat features, and it screws it up. Yep. Just too much stuff drags Where's the damn voice acting? <laughs> That's what I noticed today. It's like that game needed voice acting and more cinematic main storyline. That is this disjointed. Chaos Wars. And see- yeah, I mean, that. Yeah, <laughs> I'll get the Chaos Wars people to do the voice acting. Great. Like, 
you know, you saw, I'm, I'm pretty sure you had finished the first chapter of the RP storyline. I found a girlfriend. Yes, if you have a girlfriend. I had a girlfriend, too. Um, <laughs> it actually doesn't care if you pick a guy or a girl. That's going to be your significant other, and it adjusts. Um, That's interesting. It was pretty funny. <laughs> I think I told you about this. They actually changed So all the females in the main storyline are lesbians? No. Oh. Wait, what? Oh, that's right. You can choose either way, can't you? I forgot about that. Six children, three sons and three daughters. You're right. And you can choose any of them. And it was really funny because at first the quest was just you. you wait, 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 wait. How are those all? Re- you mean all six of those people are related? Correct. But they're of mixed races. No. Yeah. They have. They had white people and black people in that group of people you're picking your significant <laughs> other for. How sure. does that work? I mean, All from the same parents. And he has a whole harem. Oh, he he's got a harem. All right, fair enough. My apologies. Like, um, I see. The king of some some place. Eastern... Well, we don't want to spoil it, right? <laughs> I I just don't remember which one it is. Okay. So what you were saying? You you picked you got a girlfriend and then yeah. Well, I mean, where you were you were level twenty, right? Um, nineteen or twenty. Yeah. Yeah. the The main storyline doesn't pick up again until you're thirty. Yeah. I read that and I was like, well, I'm glad I didn't try to continue it. And I was like, that is a ridiculously long time. Like, you lose all of the interest you have in that story at that point. Because it's like, oh, well, I can't even see my girlfriend because she's not in jail right now. (laughs) It's that bug a couple patches ago. But for a while there, you couldn't, she wasn't at home and she wasn't in the jail. (laughs) And then she was at home and in the jail. That was even more confusing. Oh, wow. Um, and then, yeah, they fixed it so that she's back in jail. But, yeah, it was sort of like, I lost my connection with this story because I just, I really wanted to keep going with it. I mean, even if I got to a point where I had a mission that I couldn't do, that would have made me feel better. But, I mean, this was just, screw off and go away and come back when you're level 30 and we'll talk. And it's like, wow. wait. Or wait. Someday you'll wait. find it. The That's done. Yeah. All right. So, wait. three out of five. And we're disappointed all around. I actually was kind of expecting her to give it a two, but three is back. But it's well, it's, it's got too much that really it. Good parts. Yeah, he does. Yeah, I have to say I agree with Anna's score, which is a rarity in itself. So, <laughs> all right, so let's move on to Glenn Wilson's review of Drone Tactics, which just looks like it needs to be read like Ridge Racer, but. Um, I've got drone tactics. It's uh, it's drone tactics, which is either some sort of disease that robot gets, or a, I guess an RPG of mechanized fighting potential, with big snail robots. And I don't know. That's all I can say about it. So you can go read that review. He looks like uh, he looks like he liked it. So you can check it out. Liked it enough, at least. It has some very pretty graphics. It does have some pretty graphics. So if you want to do a tactical RPG, problem is I don't see anywhere in this in the screenshots here of any of the the, the act- there's a guy playing a fiddle apparently while commanding robots, which I don't understand. Uh, that seems like it would be That'll distracting. Be the next one down on the right. Yeah, and but I don't see the actual map where no, it like no shows map. itself to be a you know strategy RPG. But I'm sure Futile I can just go look. Run. Drone Tactics just has doesn't that look like a game that should be terrible? Like the logo and stuff, just like, oh, oh, this is going to be bad, right? Yes. And then it seems like it, it isn't, so that's 
That's good. That's why we have reviewers. This is why we do this for you, so you know that that actually isn't a terrible game. Has a. I love the first line of this review. I'm going to have to give him a cookie or something. What is the first line of the review, Sean? Prepubescent bug aficionados. Yamato and Tubasa are frolicking merrily in a field, getting giddy over butterflies and beetles when the insects start speaking to them in perfect English. <laughs> oh, boy. Sent Wilson should write a novel and begin it with that line. I, I, that gets you into it right there. You're like, what the hell happens next? <laughs> you just have to know. You do have to know. Yeah, it looks like um, it looks like some sort of weird Pokemon garden in the actual overview map. I don't understand it. <laughs> Lots of bugs. So if you like bugs, that's your that's your game. Go check that out. Uh, continuing on, that's all we've got. <laughs> so why don't we get into now playing? And why don't we start with you, Ed? Because you've never been on before. So what have you been playing lately? Yeah, stupid mute button. <laughs> <laughs> Lots and lots of Team Fortress 2. All right. Been lots of fun. Getting lots of headshots? Not really, but I've been playing, actually I've been playing with Sean lately, and he he gives me a bad time because I always pick the losing team, and so we decide, okay, Sean, you pick the team this time, and he picks the team. Okay, great. We win, run, round. And then we get steamrolled the rest. Yeah. From that on, it was just defeat. But you got that one, one win, at least. I yeah. never promised continued. All right. Is that all you've been playing? With work and everything, yeah, pretty much. Oh, that's no, okay. No, it isn't. Nope. I know of other games he's played. He's oh. lying. What is he lying about, Sean? There's a game with Shut pirates up. and ninjas. What? Or something. Yes, it's true. You've been playing a game with pirates and ninjas and you're holding back on us? Not that I'm this aware of. Oh, you liar. Dodgeball, is it? No, no, they tried to get me to play it with them. It had pirates and ninjas and knights and dragons or something. Who's they? Fox and Dougal. Dougal. They're like, come play pirates and ninjas with us or something. And I'm like, well, how? No, that was Dougal. He, he was going to go play pirates, vikings, and something. What the heck yeah, is that game? Is that a is that an actual game game or is it a forum game or a second it, It's a thing? mod for Half-Life 2. Oh, okay. That's weird. I didn't but know what it was. It's, it's hi- apparently it's highly entertaining, but... I've never played it. All right. See, I thought you guys were playing it. That's why you were ignoring me when I was asking. She usually throw out shurikens at ninjas and or, and not at, at pirates and and Vikings and well, okay, whatever. So that's all you got. How about you, Sean? What have you been playing this week? Or is BF2. it the same thing that Ed's been playing? It's yeah. It's I played Team Fortress. Exactly the same. So in other words, your guys's <laughs> playtime this week was shared. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, it's, except I. I, apparently, I offended him one day when I I didn't call him on Skype before going to go play, and then afterwards, like, "Hey, you want to go play TF2?" I just got done. You didn't message him on on Steam. Well, yeah, I, I was, was under Mac. Oh, oh, unacceptable. Yeah, I am. And then I'll switch to Mac or switch to Windows and play Team Fortress. I All right. Well, forget you guys. How about some people who played RPGs? Uh, Anna, did you play any RPGs this week? Yes. What did you play this week? Um, I play Download Age of Conan. Download Age of Conan. <laughs> I hear that's an exciting game. Yeah, it took. Um, What's the playtime of that game? Fully patch. Um, 
And oh, oh, oh actually, goodness, Sean! Sean's instant messaging me here, crying about how he had midterms, and that's why he could only play. <laughs> I can only play Team Fortress Two because of midterm. How many weeks are your midterms? Uh, this whole weekend. This weekend. Oh goodness. All right. Anyway, Anna, what did you play? I'm sorry. Oh yeah, we were downloading Age of Conan. How long did that take? About a day and a half. A day and a half. <laughs> <laughs> 36 hours of playtime. Download Age of Conan. Well, download and patch. And patch. Awesome. Download, patch, and ins- download, install, and patch. Yes, yes, we get it. It All is right. freaking massive. So I would suggest not downloading, and I would suggest going to the store and buying it for anybody interested. Um, I did get to play it. I played for about. Oh, hold on. Hours. Anna, is your microphone rubbing on your shirt or something? Me? Yeah. No. Okay, I'm getting a weird fuzzy sound from someone. Okay, go ahead, continue. Um, I played for about four hours yesterday and got the level 10. So I never, ever want to hear again from anybody that WoW is level 1 to 10 in four hours. Because Angel Conan is way worse. Way worse. Meaning you um, level up too quickly? You level up really fast in the first 10 levels. And then there's a giant um, leap in experience. So I think from level 10 to 11, the experience doubled. Ah. So that's where, I'm, that's where I'm sitting right now. And I just, uh, I had to go out last night, so I didn't get to keep playing. But I'm now level 10. I am playing a bear shaman. Just a suggestion, I hear now, um, trying to do party content sucks, so you might want to go do the nighttime quests to get to 20. Um, yeah, that's actually what I've been doing. I that's did, what I heard, uh, sorry. I did a little bit of daytime stuff, because when I finished... The uh, nighttime quests, just to clarify, are, is the single-player quest content, basically. So, yeah. anyway. And that's the actual uh, coherent storyline. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I finished all the nighttime stuff, and my next quest was get to level 10. Ah. So I hopped back into the day, and I grabbed a couple of quests, and, um, wow, the people in town are super duper... (laughs) They are just mean. Because the premise of the story is that the town that you're in, number one, has been taken over by, like, a really nasty organization. And number two, um, there's supposed to be no slaves in the city. And you're actually a slave <laughs> that was freed. Um, and you actually showed up to, like, the gates of the city in like with, like, slave irons around your wrists. You get lots of loincloths <laughs> at the beginning of the game. And, yep. uh, you know, there's a quest that's basically... Uh, how to get your manacles off and it's more like a tutorial on how to get you introduced to the various things um and yeah they're like well we know you're a slave so you know we're gonna kick your arse later but right now we're kind of cool with you being here but yeah the the people in the town are absolute jerks like the mission that i did to get to level 10 when you say the people you mean the npcs or the are the other players the npcs oh okay. the npcs are jerks okay um the quest that I did to get to level 10 it was the mistress of the bar, um, the Red Hand, which is the organization, had stolen five casks of ale. And so you go outside to ask them, 
and he like backhands you and tells you to go get some jewels from the picks. Oh, fun! Go get the jewels from the picks, and you you come back and give them to him, and he gives you a single jack of ale. Awesome. Out of the five barrels, and he's like, "Oh well, I guess we used it." And I mean, your options were like, your options are basically like, "Darn" or "Screw you." And so I picked "Screw you," and he backhanded me. So I left. Awesome. <laughs> but did you complete the quest? Yes, I did. Oh, good. And I did get to level ten, and now I'm working on my level ten night quest. So I now have uh, talents. They're all called talents, but they're the same thing. Cool. I don't really know how I'm going to specialize yet. Are you? Is your play? Do you have all the combos and stuff in that game? Are you playing a character class that has it, or are you a caster class? Um, I don't know. Oh, you're too the early. Okay. It's a little confusing when you first jump into. Okay. So at this point, is it still like wow? Just press a button, do a skill. Press a button, do a skill. Mm, no. Oh. Because you have to press the skill button, and then on your screen pops up either uh, your you have your your three basic attacks are left, up, and right. That's the way that the arrows point. Yeah. Either like two and three, and what happens is is you press a skill. And then it pops up on the screen, either the left, upper, right arrow, and you have to press that to actually activate the skill. Okay. So you activate the skill in your hotbar, this pops up, you push it, and then the skill charges up and you do it. Okay. Oh, okay. And then the, and I guess that gets more complicated as you go on, maybe. Oh. Yeah, I hear the fighting classes are fun because you get to do like extra, if you pull the combos off extra well and put in extra flourishes, you get like buffs and stuff like that. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know because I haven't gotten that far yet. Okay, and you you don't have a mount yet either, I assume. Uh, I think I do because I have a special edition, but I don't know how to get to okay. it. Okay, I've always I've been, I was interested in hearing how the mount combat works in that too because that looks interesting. Um, lots of ganking in that game, though, right? Not that I've seen. Not that you've seen. Okay. Are you in a um, which type of PVE server are you in? Regular or I'm on, no factions? I'm on Zug. I'm on normal. Normal. So there are factions. Okay. That probably helps. There are others that it's basically every man for himself. <laughs> so you just descend into mass chaos. It, or, well, I guess as people level up, the mass chaos ascends to the higher level areas. But yeah, that's funny. All right. Cool. So, is that all you were able to do this week? Um, I didn't play a lot of games because I was doing a lot of my cross. Is somebody dying in the background there? I don't. <laughs> Ian's coughing. Oh, okay. No, I. I so you did it. Wait, did you? You just say you did cross stitching? Yes. Is that like a sequel to Picross? No, I, <laughs> I actually do cross stitching. No, that's not a game. No, but that's. Are you at least making game-related cross stitches? Um, to be honest, I'm making uh, a cross stitch that is from my mom for Christmas, so it has like uh, a quote from Corinthians on it. So no, no. All right. It's uh, it's the whole love beareth all things, and it's got two little teddy bears in the corner. Oh my gosh! Hey, you're such I a girl. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> all right. So what? Were you able to play anything else? 
Not really. We played a little bit of WoW last night. But I had to go Make sure to put up a photo of your bearers when you're done with that. Yes, I will. All right. Uh, what about what about me? Because I'm sure Adrian will be the most interesting out of all of us, so we'll have him go last. I was playing Valkyrie Profile last night. Got back into that to try and finish it off. I'm in Chapter 8, so it shouldn't be much longer, I hope. Um, I don't know what happens after Chapter 8, though. I have no idea, so... Maybe there's a big 20-hour end game that I don't know about. Um, I That storyline is so hard to follow. It took me like two hours of just like reading FAQs to try and figure out what the heck had happened because I haven't picked it up in months. Um, and uh, ooh, I must have played something else. I played some WoW and I played some something. I'm, I guess not. That's not interesting at all. All right. I'm sorry, guys. I wish I had something more interesting to report. Not good enough. Not good enough. Not I played some poker with Mike, but that, you know, yeah. That's all right. World Series of Poker, That's 2008 that. Tournament of the Long Titles. And, oh, Mario, some Mario Kart, maybe? Yeah. I don't even sound confident, do I? I played some Dr. Mario on Wii. The, you can download Dr. Mario now. That's cool. And it's like Dr. Mario, and it's like, it feels like Dr. Mario. It has enhanced music. And more modes and stuff, so it's good. You guys pick that up at all? I wasn't terribly impressed with the flash mode. I just like the normal mode. Thanks. Well, yeah, that's all you need, though, right? Yeah. I need to go to EB and get some points. Yeah, should definitely do that. We should have a tournament or something. Okay. Just like how we should have a tournament for Mario Kart and for Pokemon and for everything else that we haven't done tournaments for yet. <laughs> you know what we should hire? We should put up a hiring post for um, social events organizer. Morale officer, they're called. The uh, community coordinator, usually, actually. But, yeah, somebody who just, uh, not not just among staff, but with our readers, too. Just making gaming nights and stuff like that. I think that'd be a great that, idea. That position exists. Whose, is it? Whose position is it? It's actually mine, but I've delegated that authority to the morale officer that we don't have, that I want to hire. <laughs> you can't... It's actually, my, it's actually You literally... can't just create a position... Assign it to yourself and then delegate it away. I didn't create it to my I didn't create it and assign it to myself. It's being assigned to me, but I don't. I don't want to have to do that. So I'll assign it to someone and then. Oh my! I'll hire someone to do it. Then I don't have to. Oh boy! Because everything you're saying is like, oh yes, that is what the head of interaction is supposed to do. I don't want to do it. <laughs> Make a morale officer and they can do it. Well, you hire someone. Okay, fine. Um, that's not a morale officer. That just sounds way too formal. I know, that's why I like it. That's what we're going to call it that. Okay. Morale officer. Yeah, and I'm about to get really heavy into Metal Gear Solid Portable Ops to make way for the fact that Metal Gear Solid 4 is coming out next week, and I'll be playing that straight through, and that's where I'll be. Um, I'm probably the only one on staff, or on the podcast, rather, that does Metal Gear, aren't I? Yes, I am. Okay, good. Great confirmation. Maybe Oliver does. It sounds. Yeah, I think actually, I think he does, All right. actually. That's, and he's probably, he's gone and sequestered himself. That's why he's not here. He's actually in a little in a room in a basement somewhere, so he can avoid spoilers from the fourth edition. Someone's going to deliver it to him in a lockbox, and he's going to play it through, and then he'll emerge after finishing the game. I'm sure it'll be great. Okay, so enough of me. How about you, Adrian? Okay, well, there's a few things I could talk about. Uh, I didn't actually play this this week. I played it last week. The Penny Arcade game which I don't think anyone's had a chance to talk about. I talked about it last week, and I loved it. What did you I think? I did, too. It was a fantastic game. Uh, hilarious. 
and surprisingly fun with the battle system. That's interesting that you say hilarious, because I've been hearing lots of reviews of people complaining about the lack of hilarious humor in it. I had several moments where I thought it was very funny, and so I'm going to agree with you. I think that's great. You, you kind of have to in, appreciate the Penny Arcade humor in order to yeah. laugh at it. It's this, it's What I loved about it is um, I'm a huge fan of Douglas Adams. I love The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. I love Dirk Gently and all the other stuff he's written. Well, that's pretty much all he's written, but uh, in any case, Tycho has a very similar writing style to Douglas Adams in his sort of, I, I don't really know how to describe it, his blatant obviousness with his humor. He's, he, he lacks <laughs> subtlety, I guess yes. you say. Yeah. No, it's that's subtle a good point. and not subtle at the same time. It's the only way I can really describe it. Mm-hmm. And it reminds me of Douglas Adams, and that's why I love it so much. Nice. And you like the battle system too, you were saying? Yes, the battle system was actually su- surprised me. Uh, yep. I was expecting it to be a very simple little turn-based battle system, but it was surprisingly complex. It, it was like, was, oh, uh, I have to think now. Darn. Yeah, it was quite <laughs> cool. Until you get to the end, in which case it doesn't really matter anymore. But Yeah, once you've maxed out your level, it's just a matter of beating down the final boss who has a retarded amount of HP. I did enjoy, though, the fact that it was actually hard at first. You had to pay attention or else you'd keep wiping out. So. Oh god, yeah, I know. If you don't block effectively in the first uh, couple of areas, you just get destroyed. Yep. And what do you say? $20 too much? Right price? That's a really iffy thing there. Um, I personally think it's worth it. $20 is a budget price for a video game. Uh, it may only be a six or seven hour video game, but you know what? People pay $50 for God of War or Chains of Olympus on the PSP or $70 for Heavenly Sword on the PS3. If you're willing to pay that, 20 bucks for a game that... I think is... the argument, though, is that people didn't feel justified paying that much for those either, so it isn't really good justification for this game. But Fair enough, but it's like half the price or less of that so yeah. i'd say it's it's a decent price comparably yeah. it's a better deal it's a better deal but is it where it should be i think exactly. it's like five dollars too much i think 15 is good for the length of this game but I, well, we'll you know. see how the uh, next episodes come because yep. they might be cheaper that would be cool uh, i'll pay um, you know i'm i'm hooked on it now and short games oh, are actually more appealing to me than long games right now because i don't have as much time so i will definitely pay whatever they charge so same here uh other than that game i've also had the chance to play uh, Operation Darkness on the Xbox. Ooh, werewolves and Nazis and vampires. Werewolves oh my. and Nazis and vampires and all sorts of fun stuff like that. All right. So, shake my, my fist at you. I really wanted to do that. I'm gonna make. I'm gonna do a second opinion. What? Really? Uh, oh, I thought you were like talking to somebody <laughs> in your room with you. Like, what the heck? You are upset with Adrian for playing that game because you really want to play it, so you're going to play it as well and do one of our newer second opinion reviews, is what you're saying. Yes. Okay, I'll answer for her. Yes. Go ahead, Adrian. (laughs) Okay, well, you can consider this my first impressions of the game. About, I don't know, ten hours or so into it now. Uh, Finished about seven missions, and it starts off fairly slowly, unfortunately. uh, It all starts off with the gunplay. And this is actually something I find really interesting about this game. Most tactical RPGs are all about the melee combat. You get up nice and close, you beat them with the swords, they die. It's good times, really. But this is yep. probably the only tactical RPG I know of, at least, that is focused entirely on ranged combat. You use nothing but guns for the most part, and you a lot of the gameplay is based around finding cover and uh, attacking from a distance and uh, setting up strategies cover attacks to attack uh, 
in various different ways and different types of guns come into play. You have assault rifles, you have normal rifles, uh, machine guns, sniper rifles, uh, grenades, bazookas, all sorts of good stuff. But, uh, it has its problems as well. Uh, artillery is ridiculous. Uh, there's tanks in the game, obviously. It's World War II, after all. You can't have World War II without tanks. Must be tanks. <laughs> exactly. But what's good and bad about the game is that it takes a very realistic uh, sort of approach to uh, World War II's combat uh, in that Guns are extremely effective at killing people. Uh, one shot is usually going to be enough to kill most people. Two what? shots at most. No, but I've played oh, too yeah. many online shooters. It takes like half a cliff to t- clip to say- take somebody out. Yeah, well, this is a lot more realistic than these online shooters. I'm, I'm shocked. One or two shots will take out most enemies, uh, although they'll probably have to hit you two or three times before they actually manage to drop you, uh, your characters, which can be frustrating since it's uh, permanent death, but the real issue comes from the artillery. Whoa, whoa, whoa. permanent death in this game? There are permanent deaths in this game, but it's not an, uh, it's not really an issue. I'll explain that later. Okay. But uh, anyways, the artillery. Uh, tanks are extremely effective in this game. and In fact, all explosives are. As you'd obviously expect, an explosive is going to do a lot more damage than a gun. Well, this is true to form in that most of your characters have around 500 health at the beginning of the game. Whereas most explosives will do around 2,000 damage to a large area. So your characters get wiped out extremely easily if they get hit by one of these things. Which can be extremely frustrating, especially if you're up against, say, five tanks at once. And obviously guns are not very effective against tanks, so you have to use bazookas to take them down. Which uh, have limited ammo and are extremely heavy, so they slow your characters down if you happen to be carrying them. So you have to. There's a lot of strategy involved in that, but uh, luckily the very easy way you can die is not that big a deal because the game has something called uh, a skill called auto restoration, which basically means if you have healing items in your inventory, if you drop below 20% health, it includes 0%. By the way, if you die, uh, your character will automatically use one of these items and heal themselves back up. So that eliminates the need for the tanks to be a real issue, but it also adds the problem that the game becomes extremely easy, as once your character dies, they just automatically resurrect themselves, and as long as you have healing items and keep cover fairly well, there's very little chance of you actually losing a battle. So far- uh, is anyone there? Yeah, I'm still here. I was just uh, lost yeah, you for a minute there. Lost, you just said something about uh, losing a battle, or it's very hard for you to actually lose a battle. And I was hoping for some clarification on that, actually, because um, if if deaths are permanent, how do they? And but you resurrect. How does that work? Deaths are permanent, assuming you actually die. But like I said, the auto restoration skill means that if your health has dropped down to zero and you have a healing item on that character, the character would use the healing item. Okay. Time. Okay. So if if you run out of healing items, death is permanent unless you. And this is actually what's really annoying. It, the game never actually tells you that death is permanent. You kind of have to find that out on your own. But if a character uh, does die, you have one character on your team that can resurrect them before the match is over. Uh huh. But if you don't do it before the match is over, that character is gone forever. 
it, it seems really stupid to have that sort of system set up because this character is able to resurrect them. Why can't you kill off all the enemies? And, and then resurrect them, right? Exactly. It just doesn't make much sense. No, it doesn't. So I think the permanent character death is kind of unnecessary in this game, but... Yeah, I'm not shocked. Yeah, that's uh, that's unfortunate. Yeah, it's especially annoying as well because only the storyline-based characters have access to the special skills in the game. Like, like I said, most of the gameplay is based around the gunplay, but there are special skills available. Like, a couple of your characters can turn into werewolves. You have one female character who can throw fireballs, which are actually extremely useful. It's like having a built-in bazooka with virtually unlimited ammo. But, uh, yeah, only these characters can learn special skills. None of the uh, normal recruits you can get can learn special skills like that. So if your main characters die, that's it. You're stuck using the recruit recruit characters, and you lose access to those special skills permanently. Ah. Or at least that's what I assume. I haven't actually lost any of these characters, but that seems to me the way it's going to work. That would be very bad. Yes. Unless you just conveniently happen to find their, their cousin who has the same skills as they are, and as soon as they die, they the the other cousin comes and recruits. I want to be on your team. I happen to have the same skills that they have. That would be convenient. There is a little bit of a, a, a mediation in that, in that for the, most, for the first few missions, all the main storyline characters cannot die. Uh, if they die, you lose the mission. So you just have to restart automatically. But uh, in mm-hmm. later missions, there's only four characters that are locked into never dying. Well, the other four main party members are able to die. And if they do die, I assume you'll lose them forever, which will be extremely irritating. So I'll have to make You sure. should just see what happens. You should die, get through a match and see. I, I have been tempted to try that, but. Uh, That's what you got save files for, right? Out, yeah, but exactly. But in order to find out what if that happens, I'd have to actually let a character die off and then win the map which hard to do it would make it more difficult obviously since I'd be a character down but at the same time matches uh, battles in Operation Darkness are quite lengthy um, uh, easily an hour long oh, never mind then so I don't really want to waste an hour can you save mid battle uh, no, no oh. mid battle saves Ooh. so that's, that's another irritation that I'm having with that game right now is that the battles just last way too long yeah. Which makes it very difficult to play uh, for extended per- or short periods of time, like before I have to go to work or something like that. <laughs> yeah, it's no good. Yeah, well, that's all my thoughts for it for now. Anyways. All right. Uh, I will have a full review once I finish it. So you can look forward to that. How so, close are you yeah. on that? Do you know? Uh, quite a ways still. Quite I a ways. About okay. a quarter to. When does it actually come out? Uh, it comes out on June 24th, I believe. Yeah, so we got some time. Yeah, I think I'm about. A third to a quarter to a third of the way through. All right. And I think for the next map, I need to uh, level up. I will say though that the setting is awesome. I mean, you already have a World War II setting, which is fairly unique for a tactical RPG. But yeah, but so overdone for video games in general. It's overdone for video games in general, but it's I've I've never seen an RPG do it, which is something. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, throw in vampires and zombies and werewolves, and you just got a ridiculously awesome setting. But uh, at the same time, it takes a very uh, historic approach to World War II as well. I mean, several uh, different uh, parts of the story have interacted with actual World War II history. Like, uh, a couple of my earlier missions were involved uh, involved uh, tracking down and capturing uh, certain members 
uh, on a German research team trying to uh, make an atomic bomb. Uh, later on, I also had to uh, take part in the battle, of, uh, the D-Day battle on the Normandy beaches, which was interesting. And in the match I'm about to start, I'm working with a team of German uh, traitors trying to assassinate Hitler. Sweet. Yeah. Can't complain about that. I've only just started that. More I games need Hitler had, assassinations, you know? Off. I have to turn it off once I saw that. What? The How could you just... Oh. I also had to turn it off to join the podcast since I was in the middle of this battle. So. We stopped you from assassinating Hitler? Well, he... No, he uh, assassinated. I'd already seen the thing. He got away. He got ooh. away. He doesn't die, unfortunately. Ooh. You failed. He apparently has supernatural powers because. Uh, oh, I oh that explains yeah. it. Yeah. I uh, I'm pretty sure that Hitler's a vampire. Oh. I'm not sure if he's a vampire, but he can apparently bend air. That's all I know because he somehow deflected my bullet with some sort of mystical power. I think he just shot it bad. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, the game was um, quite clear about that. Somebody's shuffling cards. Yes. Oh. No. Stop that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so. Other than Operation Darkness, I've also started playing Hotel Dusk on the DS. Aha! Which is a fun little adventure game. That's what I hear. Uh, great style. I love the uh, art style to it. The, uh, Why did I say aha? Is, I don't understand that. The dialogue is great too, but uh, it's surprisingly difficult. I'm kind of stuck right now. I can't find what I have to do next, so I'm sort of wandering around. It's okay. You just talk to people and get a game over screen, and then start again. Exactly. Yeah. Anyways, that's all I've been planning for this week. And I think that's plenty. So Operation Darkness is shaping up to be pretty interesting. It's wait. interesting. It's not great. It's got its flaws, but it's it's pretty damn good. I'm enjoying it. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that's our show. Is there anything else anyone wants to plug or mention? Yes. All right. Go for it. We should mention. I say we. No, me, really. This is like my little drum that I beat on every week. I think I forgot last week. The Mother 3 fan trip. Oh, goodness. Which we need to we need to keep up the faith. The second draft is uh, nearing completion. It's about half done. Uh, probably will be finished maybe in a couple weeks. So, actually, they've been proceeding at, a, at an amazing pace. So, actually, yeah, a couple weeks seems reasonable. It's looking really good. And if you're interested in Mother 3 or Earthbound or Mother Zero, the precursor, then you should go to starmen.net or mother3.fabi.net and let them know that you are supporting their endeavor. That's all. Thank you, Sean. Um, <laughs> or um, more realistically, when uh, when Earthbound comes out on Virtual Console, because I found out this week you have to pay to have games rated by the ESRB. So you're pretty. You are making a commitment if a game's rated on, by the ESRB. So Earthbound's probably coming for sure. We just don't know when. Um, anyway, when and when and if it comes out, buy it in droves. Encourage Nintendo to to make the right choice. But uh, there you go. The right choice being the one that would see Mother Three released here. Yes, that exactly. That would be the right choice. That would be the right. That would be the only choice. Or else we'll send Adrian to assassinate you with airbending Hitler, and. <laughs> That'd be great. You don't want to be assassinated by Hitler. 
other people no. in one thing, but being assassinated by Hitler, I mean, that's just embarrassing. He's a vampire. Would he assassinate yeah. you, or would he just drink your blood? Uh, if, I don't know if he's a vampire yet. I haven't he, he only, he's not going to taste their filthy blood for, I mean, not somebody who won't release Earthbound 3 when they know they should. That's not worth drinking. That's you know, true. qualitative. Eh, whatever. Anyway, if you think our blood is worth drinking, then you should review us on iTunes. Yeah, that doesn't work well, does it? If you like, if you think our podcast is good, you should review us on iTunes. Give us a good rating. If you think our podcast sucks, you should review us on iTunes. Give us a bad rating. Just, just, just talk oh, no, about no, us. No, 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 no! Don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> if you think our podcast is mediocre, review us on iTunes and give us a mediocre reading. Rating. Oh, you don't reading. know how to do this, do you? You're terrible at it. All right, go to iTunes. Give us an eleven out of five. five. Now, five stars. Five, five. stars. <laughs> the only rating yeah. you need to know. The only rating. Five stars. Yeah, and uh, dig us on dig. And um, oh, and I want to give a special shout out to Cole who got us green prinnies. Green prinnies from NIS. Yes. Ah, yes. nice. Who is us? So, um, the four people that went to rent to the sun. Nice. So, so but, obviously not you. Yeah, not me. Or why, me. Why, nobody wants to give the podcast guy anything. Gotta but, love that. What? Um. We might be having a contest later this year with some of those printings. Ooh, nice. We can't enter because we work here. I'm quitting. I'm done. <laughs> should quit just for the length of the pod, uh, of the contest and then come back? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes. I think we could do that. We could set something up, yeah. <laughs> you could you could write it into the policy that you control. Exactly. Like, you can, you can the, be fired. The head of interaction is not considered an employee of RP Gamer during the period of contests and... Relating yeah. to pretties, yes. Yes, especially and those related to pretties. Next week is our Sword of the New World podcast, so if you have any questions about Sword of the New World, yes. uh, that was a good time yeah, to well. ask. Yes, John and A. Mary X, a.k.a. John, John and E. e. Mary X, Adrian and Auden, John and E. Mary X. <laughs> there we go. John and E. Mary X will be here next week to talk about Sword of the New World and some of the new content they've been putting out and some of the new content down the pipe. And he'll he'll also stand for our normal our normal fun news review, I assume. But we'll see how he, how it goes. Send us po- questions for that at board.rpgamer.com and go to the thread and latest updates for the podcast and and, and submit your questions. Um, Anna, are you going to have a, a general thread for that too, or not? Um, probably not. Probably not. Okay. Uh, you could also email us at podcast at rpgamer.com with those questions, and we'll we'll throw them at John and see what he says. And that's it. So go check out the boards and leave your comments for the show. Talk about stuff you want to hear us talk about. And we will talk about it on the show in general. And that's it. We like you. And thank you for listening. Um, and I know that's a very impassioned plea, right? So thank you for being our listeners. We really appreciate it. Just donate <laughs> $5 a month in this mug with a picture of Lucifer um, headshotting Ed on it will be yours. Or is it the other Rick way around? It's probably the other way around. Freaking medic. Oh, I'm a medic. Occasionally, I play pyro if we have too many medics and there are too many annoying people running around. Ah. Then I just charge in and, and just cut a swath of fire before I'm cut down. Fun. All right, that's our show. We'll see you next week. Until then, goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. Goodbye. Until die. Boo, 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 boo. Die. Bill Nye the Science Guy. <laughs> <laughs>